Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Rosecast, A.B. No, no, no. I'm not welcoming you to the Rosecast. You're already at the Rosecast. Let's welcome the people who just got here. Let's do it. Let me, let me do that. Let me run that back. <laughs> like my my first damn episode out here. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Rosecast. Listeners on your phones and a few of you on the internet. Uh, my name is Tim Kennedy, Jr. With me, as always, co-host and my personal bachelor, Obi-Wan. Mr. Miyagi, what's the what's the word? What do you not mentor, but what's the word for somebody like? Oh, you're talking about the young bachelor sensei room. The young bat. Okay, did you just give yourself that nickname? You're now the young bachelor sensei. <laughs> that's that's me. Yep. I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that nickname, young bachelor sensei. How much longer are you going to call yourself young and then give yourself a nickname? You're 30. <laughs> I would say till I'm 35, 40. Okay, that's fair. Uh. AB, how are you feeling after so many people bit the dust this week, including some fan favorites or a fan favorite? I'm just starting to wonder if this is a, you know, if this is a two more episode deal here, Rim. How many more? I was planning on this taking me at least till April. April? April. How, so I don't understand. Are you implying that they might cut the season short? This seems, how, how are they going to not cut it short? We're talking about, like, next, not next week, but the week after will be hometowns, don't you think? Unless he starts cutting them off one at a time. There's got to be an episode where no one goes home. There has to be. Yeah, there really does. This is a short season. I mean, we, we're barely into this. What is this, episode six? I'm, I'm concerned about the Rosecast brand, personally. <laughs> and I know you are, too. Because the Rosecast Rose brand is, is, is exploding. I'm very concerned about our future. As Bachelor podcasters, I don't want to do Paradise, and I don't want to do any other knockoff reality shows. If they're going to cut the season short, they're pulling the rug out right from underneath us, A.B. That's not that's not fair, A.B.C. Listen, a good podcast where the two people become famous, it needs time to cook, Rim. It needs time, like a fine, fine wine. It just needs time, Rim. The logo still has the damn sticker on it, straight from the store. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Slow it down, Nick. This is all Nick's fault, too. Did we not tell people about Nick? 
Uh, you did. I didn't because I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know who he was before the season started. <laughs> Told but you. even so, I didn't. I didn't hold back in my criticisms of him early. <laughs> Do you think now is this the episode where you think the tide turned against Nick? The public tide fully turned against him. Like who can be pro Nick at this point? This is this was it. I mean, if you weren't anti Nick after listening to all these road roadcasts where we've been ripping him to shreds, this was it. He got rid of your favorite, I assume. Are you talking to me or are you talking to listeners? Because he didn't get rid of my favorite. It could be tons of people that he got rid of that are, that would be people's favorites, honestly. That's true. So my suggestion, my recommendation to Roast Cast Nations, which is if you were to make a Venn diagram, I'm big into Venn diagrams. Shout out to geometry, maybe? Math? I don't know what kind of math that is. Probably just social studies. Venn diagrams. Rose, Rose cast nation, this circle right here, AB, that I'm making, bachelor okay. nation, like a, a little bigger circle that is surrounding it. So my point is Rose cast nation is growing. All right. That's the point I'm getting. I don't sip water while I'm making an important point here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What's it, where's the Venn diagram part of this? I, what I don't know. Are you mixing? I don't just chill out. Just forget that never happened. My point <laughs> is rose cast nation our recommendation is that we all we unite together as one against nick vial and enjoy the season from that perspective so i show up to the bachelor and i'm like all right i'm gonna sit here and watch it from the perspective of i like the bachelor and i want him to find love i'm gonna scoot down to the other end of the couch and watch the tv from another angle and that angle is i don't like the bachelor and i hope and i hope he burns in hell <laughs> so like you're moving to the petty ass side like the petty hater side the petty hater side exactly i i was in like the oh the the love i love this optimistic. show and i hope everyone finds the optimistic side now i'm in the this show is stupid how can you even like this guy these bitches are fake etc cetera, etc cetera. the petty <laughs> hater side <laughs> Uh, anyway, before we get too far along, uh, folks, if you're listening and you're enjoying this uh, witty banter, uh, why don't you take take a little bit of time out of your day? Go to the podcast app on your iPhone, search iTunes in the bottom right corner, search Rosecast, hit Rosecast by eight screens, hit the icon in the bottom, hit reviews in the middle, hit write a review. It's misleading title because you don't have to write a review. We just want your five star rating. But you can also write a review if it so pleases you. Shout out to Rim for memorizing that. I didn't write it down. <laughs> AB, let's pick up where the show begins. We open at the house. So it, it ended last episode with uh, Corinne and Nick on the end of a two-on-one date. And Taylor walking down the murder capital, USA, by herself <laughs> in the, the, the pitch dark. Those statistics are not confirmed. Murder capital. We don't, AB called it the murder capital last episode. He's doubling down on that. AB Trump just going in on murder statistics that he doesn't really know about deep down. But go ahead and continue. Anyway, so Taylor's going to confront Nick about, I don't really know. I, I don't know what she's planning to do. I think she's just trying to go toxic on the whole show and just, you know. Uh, take everyone down with her, I assume is the, what her game plan is at this point. I don't really know what her point in talking to Nick was. It wasn't to win him back. She didn't seem interested in winning him back. No. It wasn't to even save her own her you know, reputation. No. Uh, it, it was mostly so Taylor could leave the show as the person who was correct, in quotes. 
she cares more about being right about stuff than anything else, including falling in love. She'll sacrifice love for being correct. <laughs> Very true. So she shows up there. I thought it was pretty funny. She shows up kind of acting like civil at first. She's like, hey, guys, all happy. And then hey. Cor- Corinne's like, what the fuck are you doing here? That's, 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 Corinne's, that's verbatim. That's, that's verbatim what she said. Came at, came at her hot. Then she goes, first off, today, Corinne, your ass lied. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk, Nick. And he's like, hmm. No, but sure. <laughs> she talked to Nick like someone who was saltily like trying to convince a Trump voter that they made a mistake on the night of the election. Like, <laughs> uh, just so you know, you were lied to. The person's like, I don't give a fuck. Nick doesn't care that Corinne lied to him. He doesn't care at all. She goes, I want you to like open your eyeballs because I'm not the only one saying this. She could not be more condescending. If you like, if you're, if you're sad that Taylor went home, you're, you're out of your mind. My frank opinion. Yeah, I mean, you don't think this made any difference in Nick's eyes long term with Corinne, do you? No, not at all. In fact, he goes back and tells Corinne, "My decision wasn't based on what you told me." So basically, saying, "I don't care if you lied to me. Whether or not you lied to me is irrelevant." Yep. I think this just affirmed to Nick. This just affirmed that Taylor was the right girl to give the boot. Absolutely. Peace out, Taylor. We had we had high hopes uh, as pro mixed ra- as a pro mixed race duo. We had high hopes for you, Taylor, <laughs> but you let us down. You let us down. You want to go to the rose ceremony once again? It. Another another rose ceremony at the beginning of the goddamn episode. Are you? I mean, is there like a uh, some sort of whitehouse dot org petition we can start and see if we can get <laughs> some higher ups to address this? <laughs> We have we have things we expect of The Bachelor, and Nick has not been is not holding up his end of the bargain. Period. The standards are not being met. The standards that have been developed over almost a decade. So we're back at your favorite plantation, AB. I assume it's it's probably a different plantation actually, where they have this rose ceremony. <laughs> but you didn't think you were going to get hit with some plantations on Black History Month on uh, really your favorite not. TV show, and it <laughs> sucks the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> they're rolling through no mention sl- of it either no mention, no of, mention it of it from anybody no they're all just kind of like wow it's so beautiful in here as they like go up the the spiral staircase to the slave quarters it's kind of it's awkward <laughs> happy black history month uh the big thing for me pre-rose ceremony uh and i didn't say co- notice i didn't say cocktail party spoiler alert folks pre pre-rose ceremony shout out to whitney getting more camera time than she had all episodes combined to this point. Listen, who the fuck is Whitney? Rim? My sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Whitney was acting like she was super confident in her relationship and there's no way she's going home and that her relationship is continues to grow with Nick. No, Rim, show me the fucking tapes of this girl <laughs> talking to Nick one time. Show me the tapes. I have not. I did not see her speak with Nick one time. <laughs> not once. This is the first time I've heard her talk. I think that's probably true. Probably since the first episode when they showed every girl say like two words into the camera at some point. Yeah. This is the first time where she had a storyline to speak of. Maybe I got a couple questions for you on this. It seems like a small thing, but I want to know. Okay. One, do they ever just completely ignore girls like this until midway through the season? I've never seen anything like this making it this far. I mean, usually there's... They'll keep someone around that you don't really know about for a couple episodes, but we're down to we're down to nine girls at this point. 
Yeah, she was she she was a top ten girl. There were thirty girls to start, and we didn't yeah. know one of the top ten girls. Okay, second, I thought Whitney was getting a push to use a wrestling term. I thought they were building her up because she would be a major player down the road. I thought that, like I said last episode, sleeper. I I thought Whitney had outside shot of the top four just based on the fact that we hadn't seen any of her yet. Is that a rare rookie mistake for me, or can you see that theory being plausible? Tell me if that's dumb, AB. I thought it was... I think that's dumb. All right. I didn't that's what I need had, to hear. He's getting down to the level where it's girls that he has strong relationship or should have strong... He doesn't have any strong relationships, should, but... It, yeah, thank you for on, saying that. <laughs> on this series, they should be starting to have some strong relationships, so that person that has not had any time with him, hasn't had a one-on-one, hasn't done anything on group dates, hasn't got any group date roses, they're eventually just going to go home. At this point, last Bachelor season, it was agonizing for Ben to send any of these girls home because he had such deep, penetrating relationships. I know everything about you and your family and where you're from, and ugh. Hurts. Nick's out here pulling names out of a hat. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) And we'll get get to the two-on-one in a little bit, but... The Emperor has no clothes here. We're starting to realize that this was the episode, again, that we realized we got a shitty bachelor on our hands, folks, and he's not in it for love, even though this is his fourth and presumably final chance. But how are you going to marry Nick after this? Like, you know what I mean? None of these girls are going to marry him. We know that, right? So how are you going to be a regular girl out here at his office job and fall in love with Nick and marry him when there's all this video evidence on national television of him being a skis ball? Who's not in it for love? Who's not in light? Who's not in life for love? Ab, <laughs> shame on the, shame on the girl that marries Nick Fayal. I'm gonna go to that wedding, and when the when the priest goes, anybody have any objections? I'll be like, yeah, have, okay, hello. This guy is not. He doesn't love you. Is what I'm gonna say <laughs> to this stranger. All right, let's get the finally the rose ceremony. Corinne, Danielle, L, and Rachel all have roses from their dates already. Yes. Roses go like this. I'm going to say them in order this time. Christina. Mm-hmm. Raven. My girl. Vanessa. Oh, oh. Angels singing in the background. <laughs> Shout out to Vanessa. Danielle L. Chicka wow wow. That's the Danielle L music. <laughs> Jasmine. Ja- Jasmine got a rose. I'll Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, and, and Whitney, also Whitney. Now, uh, first off, we kind of, we kind of glossed over this, but Nick canceled the, the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. That's when Jasmine, Josephine, and Jamie knew they were going home. Those girls were certain <laughs> they, were, they were going home. Oh yeah. They were in trouble and they knew it. Jasmine basically said, I haven't talked to him yet. Like, <laughs> end, end of sentence. <laughs> Rim, I'm going to be honest with you. This rose ceremony, when he pulled out the roses i was absolutely baffled there were six roses i was expecting eight minimum maybe more honestly he had six roses out there <laughs> so you were surprised stunned. you were stunned that he was cutting three girls is i what was you're stunned stunned and i knew i didn't have enough time i didn't have enough time to think about life without alexis on this tv show rim speaking of stunners he sent Alexis home.
every week we Alexis grew on us more and more. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my eulogy voice, and I hope you'll join me down here in the calm eulogy voice. Oh yeah, maybe Alexis grew on me every week. We knew that she wasn't gonna end up with Nick. We uh-huh. knew that they didn't have a love connection. We knew these things, but she always had a smile on her face. She brought joy to every room she was in. She lit up the room with her Jersey personality. I don't know why. That was New Zealand. My apologies. <laughs> she lit up the room with her Jersey personality and just approached life in a way that more Americans needed to see in 2017. We needed more from Alexis. It was too soon. It was too, it was too soon. soon. Hit me like a ton of bricks, Rim. Took the, took the, all the full air out of me. It was just a misstep from the producers. I think they thought we could live without this girl. I think they thought we can get rid of this bit character from the credits. And the answer is no. (laughs) The answer is no. I needed a one-on-one Nick and Alexis date Mm -hmm. more than anything. I needed that. I kind of thought like half in the back of my mind, and maybe it was just me, you know, wishful thinking, but I thought he might ask her to stick around and just you know eliminate her but then also ask her to still hang out in the house and be like part of this process with him to go through it with him yeah, yeah. oh like she could be like, like an his, assistant like his, no she's like his wingman the rest of the way so she yeah. goes on the dates <laughs> just as uh-huh. just as a secondary character you got something there he nick gave some you know some generic goodbyes to jamie and josephine yeah and then when alexis rolls up he goes you already know you're incredible I feel like maybe they did stuff. Do you think they just, you know, had some fun? (laughs) (laughs) Messed around a little bit. Sad times. Sad times. So, Alexis, goodbye. We loved you. Try to carry on without her. After the rose ceremony, we got the always awkward... Toast while the the people who just got kicked off are still like in the plantation front yard, like walking to the vehicle and everyone's toasting. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Nick for for delivering the way too long build up to the big reveal uh, that they're going to an island. He just kept going on and on and on. And by the time he got to we're going to St. Thomas for like first off, no one knows what St. None of these girls know what St. Thomas is, except for maybe Vanessa. And by the time you get to the stupid reveal, they're like, can we just fucking have the champagne, please? It doesn't matter what (laughs) island we're going to. They're all tropical islands. They're on St. Thomas. A.B., what are, have we been doing? Why are we not in the island game? How come we've never been to a tropical <laughs> island? Not living. I'll tell you that. You've been to beaches? You've been to more beaches than me? Uh, you've not in the islands. You've probably been to islands? I, I, what are we doing out here? Sitting out here in the dead winter in the Midwest like some idiots. Idiots. I, a deer ran in front of my car the other day, and I was just like, I didn't really break. I was just like, just let's run into this thing. Doesn't even. <laughs> Whatever. Tired of winter. Tired of this bullshit. Just hit me, deer. All right. <laughs> uh, Nick's up in the airplane flying around. Maybe a- you knew that when <laughs> Nick was around, zoom- <laughs> the guy was zooming around in the airplane, and they show him like waving down. And he goes, hey, you know for sure. <laughs> They go, they go, hey, pretend you're waving at the girls down there. And he goes, hey, like, he's like, hey, <laughs> what are you waving at these girls? They're a mile below you. It's like five of them. 
no enthusiasm having ass. He can't even fake it. He can't even fake it. <laughs> like his mouth doesn't move. Uh, Christina gets the one-on-one in front of everybody's ass, yep. which sends Jasmine into a total and complete adult meltdown. <laughs> she says, it's just so hard when you've stayed so positive. Would you say Jasmine is the what? least positive girl in the house by far? Jasmine is the queen hater of everything they're doing. <laughs> doesn't fuck with the haunted house. She doesn't have fun with anything. She's always hating on everything. <laughs> My favorite Jasmine quote was, I just try to be very strong. Jasmine, you cried on the first episode. <laughs> All right, AB, you want to let's talk about the one on one daytime with Christina. So Christina, they go, they basically do your typical bachelor date. They're just out. Um, they're in the St. Thomas, so they're going to go on the beach. They're going to lay around. They're going to talk a little bit, and then they're going to hop in the, the ocean and chill a little bit there. Christina starts talking about her life, which we had heard nothing about to date, which sounds like maybe the worst life of all time. It, it didn't seem easy. <laughs> no, me, it sure didn't. It made me feel ashamed for being fat. I'll put it that <laughs> way. Well, she, I mean, you're right. Finally, she has a chance to tell Nick about her family. Six episodes in, uh, and like four destination cities into this process, Nick is finding out, you know, basically what country she's from. The moment Christina touches on her difficult background by revealing that her sister lives, still lives in Russia and she doesn't really mm-hmm. know her. The moment that happens, Nick basically asks her if she wants to go skimmy dipping. Like before, you want to go like, resp- dip? <laughs> ladies, on behalf of most dudes, I just want to apologize and say that we're not all dogs. Okay, this guy is a dog. Who is this right? guy? Is this re- scumbag? Is this is this piece of trash for real? Have you ever seen a bachelor care less about the girls? I mean, he doesn't know anything about Christina, probably based on her voice alone, the most interesting contestant on the show. And she starts telling him the most interesting story about her home life in Russia and how her sister's still there. And he cuts her off. I want to go take a dip. You scumbag. 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 <laughs> I mean, Ben would have found all of this out on the very first night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. Usually on one-on-one dates, we have a lot to talk about during the daytime. That's it. That's all that happened. They took a dip. Yep. They took a dip. <laughs> ben, took wanted a dip. To, ben wanted to see her in a bikini. That's all. Or Nick wanted to see her in a bikini. That's all this was. Unreal. Shout out to Vanessa, though. You know how I'm starting to get the rhythm of how the shows go. You know, you got the one-on-one date, daytime, and then they go, what's popping back at the house? Well, Some drama popping back of- here? Yeah. All right, just a couple minutes back at the house, and then, oh, back at the one-on-one nighttime date. So, back at the house, we got my girl Vanessa dropping straight knowledge to the other girls about St. Thomas. A little history for your <laughs> unlearned asses. Uh, <laughs> producers pulled a flex move on us here, A.B., they pulled, the, they pulled out the big guns. A master stroke. You know what I'm talking about? Lorna. Lorna. <laughs> they pulled out <laughs> Lorna. Okay. What a move. What a move. I mean, they knew <laughs> they knew that the, the nanny thing would capture America's attention. They thought, we got to bring a nanny out to St. Thomas. Got to. It's a shame they didn't play up that gimmick more, though. I really thought yeah, that was Yeah, they really could have. Corinne also, when they, when they check back in in the mansion, she says... I'm just going to take it easy today. I'm going to I'm just going to lay in bed and sip champagne. 
the most baller <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> lay in bed, sip champagne. Not lay on the beach nope. or sit on the patio. Lay in bed and sh- <laughs> sip champagne. <laughs> you, Go, girl. I wouldn't even cross. Wouldn't even cross my mind. To I would never that. think to do that. <laughs> she's she's on another level of entitlement and laziness. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the the meat of the episode, the heart wrenching, everyone in the America uniting around one contestant and falling in love, the one on one nighttime with Christina. Wow, you want to recap her life story? I'm gonna cliff note it for you, Rim. You can fill in what you want. Lived with right, her cool. mom. They were dead broke. She barely ate. Sometimes didn't eat. She apparently ate lipstick. Sometimes, I don't know. Said it didn't taste good. That didn't really, the lipstick thing didn't really make sense. I don't know why no. she was eating lipstick. <laughs> why would that be? Why, number one, why'd you have lipstick if you couldn't afford? Anyways, yeah, moving on. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so she ate one day when her mom told her not to eat. So her mom kicked her out of the house. Now, was she like 18, no. 24? She was like seven. I had five or six. Was it? Yeah, it was five. You're right. It was five. You know what I was doing when I was five? Well, uh, sleeping on a little piece of rug on my preschool floor at private school. Shout out to private schools. <laughs> <laughs> nap time for nap time. I was going like this. Like, oh, it's, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I need a little nap ski. Unlimited She's out here food. grinding. Unlimited food. We had a fucking buffet. <laughs> It'd be private school. Every day, unlimited. <laughs> I have food is always at my disposal. I, endless food always surrounds me. I can, I'm always within arm's reach of food. <laughs> always. Well, anyway, she, uh, she at five gets thrown into an orphanage, which is <laughs> hell. I feel like she had to like work to get to the orphanage. She wasn't like picked up like yeah. I feel like she had to be... she had to like walk to one. Like she had to find <laughs> one and like make the arrangements for her to stay at this orphanage. <laughs> She's gonna check in. All yeah. right. So who's dropping you off? No one. I'm five. And... <laughs> so she was in an orphanage for seven or eight years. She said, and apparently. There's like a basically like a ticking clock at all times for these orphanage <laughs> people where once they hit the buzzer, they're they become a prostitute. That's all there is. to There's the only option for a female at that point is to become a pro, female or or male, actually, is to become a prostitute. So she's she's running up against the clock and somehow gets it. Got to get out of there. A, a miracle gets adopted to someone in America. I don't know how the hell that works. I don't know who in America. Usually people adopting kids aren't adopting kids that old, but a miracle happened and Christina got out. Man, good shit on the adoption knowledge. I don't know how people, you're right. They don't, you don't adopt a 13 year old from Russia who doesn't no, speak English. No, that's very weird. I'm, I, I don't know how that would happen. <laughs> Shout out to Christina's parents. Uh, I don't know who it was in her life, but Christina, Christina's teacher or some shit came with like the straight, straight out of like Wizard of Oz type of oh, yeah. line right here. Just straight uh, Shakespearean, if you will. I'm going to do it in a Russian accent. You ready? Yeah. If you stay in Russia, your life will be black and white. If you go to America, it will be in color. <laughs> 
I mean, this was so emotional for her, A.B. It was hard. I'm, I mean, I tear up at the end of Overcover Boss. That's my thing. So obviously, I, this, this got me going. Waterworks going a little bit. Christina cried just thinking about her friends in the orphanage that she left. Her second family, her real family. What a hard life this what girl a hard life. has had. She's so wise beyond her years, so mature. I mean, jeez. No, but sure, Rim, let's keep Corinne around. Let's keep some of these girls around. Sure, Nick. I can't even laugh anymore. It disgusts me, you know? <laughs> it disgusts me that, that Corinne is still here. And Christina's probably... Christina will go on before Corinne. That's a fact. <laughs> let's just add another name to the list of women on this show who are better than Nick. So far, we got uh, Vanessa. We got Rachel. We got probably Danielle M. you can put in there. And now Christina. That's four girls who are way too good for this guy, Nick. They are doing a pretty good job. The Bachelor producers are doing a pretty good job of finding great stories and making you fall in love with the with the girls instead of falling in love with Nick. Because they know they got a dud for a Bachelor. So they're they're coming with the heat when it comes to these girls' stories. They're laying it all in line. And the, it's week after week we're falling in love with these girls. Like, that's like four people that I think could be bachelorettes. There's, uh, she's another one. The bachelor sensei, folks, yep. coming at you angles you didn't think of. <laughs> Great point. From that deep emotional connection we make with one person to the group date, in my opinion, one of the most embarrassing group dates that I've seen in my time watching this show and probably worst. Would you agree? It's the worst I've seen. Everyone had the worst time. Group dates aren't fun, usually, but this took it to another level. Not just that, it's the, it's the number of girls is... It's the smallest group date. Each group date is smaller than the one before, of mm -hmm. course. So it's the, the amount of girls there is not conducive to parceling off into your own little cliques. Like, a lot of these girls' friends have already gone home. On top of that... Okay, so that's ingredient number one. Ingredient number two is you put them in a fucking competition so they can get angry. They have a built-in excuse to get angry with one another. And number three, you're giving them shots. <laughs> what are you doing giving them shots? Rim, the shots was the biggest mistake of the episode. This was a classic girls drinking drinks that taste good but they don't realize they're loaded with alcohol, particularly <laughs> rum situation. I mean, we've seen this before, AB. Girls think their pina coladas are just nothing in them. No, no. Honey, you can't drive, let alone play bags or volleyball at this point. <laughs> or speak to another human being without crying and pushing them. That coupled with that this is kind of the week where it gets down to the nitty gritty I call it the batshit crazy week where all the girls start to feel a little <laughs> jealous. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect storm here. So Nick's feeding them alcohol. They're going to do a competition. They all are the worst volleyball players of all time. So they suck at the competition. They're furious <laughs> by the end of this. They're all furious. No one's having fun. You said they suck at volleyball, but a few of them. So uh, they all suck. Uh, they're all on that same level. A few of them don't care that they suck. Yeah. Uh, a handful come like kind of competitive for no reason. Nothing worse than someone who's competitive at something they're terrible at like, when they have no <laughs> reason to be. <laughs> they're just they're just awful to be around. Vanessa was like this, and I feel like who was a Jasmine or Rachel? I don't. No offense, but Jasmine one and of Rachel them... <laughs> both walked off. By the okay, end of so it. they both walked off. So yeah, I'm not, Vanessa I'm not was done. Uh, 
Vanessa was done. The only one that seemed cool, that played it cool and didn't completely blow a gasket was Raven. She's the only one who was cool about this whole thing. It seemed like all the girls were upset for some reason. It, it like it just suddenly clicked on in their head that they're on this on the bachelor because for yeah, some reason they it, were like, "Wait, I don't I don't want to have to compete for Nick's attention. I'm not used to this." So I'm like, weird. "You're on a you're on a competition dating show. What do you mean? Of course you have to compete for Nick's attention on the, a group date." The funny part, I went back and watched when they were all tripping, they were showing the score. It was 5 to 2. They've been playing for five <laughs> minutes, Grim. Five tally marks to two. <laughs> they were all, all right, I'm done with this shit. It's not like they were yeah. playing a grueling three-set matchup of volleyball. They were, they were playing a, they were, they were a minute into the game. Yeah, and the points didn't take long. It no, didn't take no, long no. for someone to hit. score. It was one hit, and then the next, then you reserve. I had a, I have a feeling the volleyball game started like four hours after they'd been on the beach. I so, agree. And, and it was cloudy as shit. They were probably, shout out, white people know that even when it's cloudy, you can still get a little sunburned. When you get sunburned, that makes you a little, you know, angry. You're tired. Four hours, they've been taking out. shots. They're all, they're <laughs> all tired. The sun saps the energy out of AB. And then they all went and like found a little couch to like, curl up and pass out on <laughs> that's what they all did they all went off their own direction and no one talked to nick <laughs> and, well not only did no one talk to nick nick didn't go talk to anyone nope. he was just like man shitty group date i'm gonna go like play in the sand <laughs> complete complete and utter disaster of a date if if nick if you're gonna cancel cocktail parties because you know maybe you shouldn't have it or you know what you want to do you got to cancel this nighttime part of this day everyone wanted the nighttime part of the day canceled that's a fact how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Alas, we did have a nighttime group date, AB. Uh, the fireworks kind of got kicked off in this group date. The mood was somber, to say the least. 
when you have six girls who are hungover. <laughs> we got a lot of one-on-one time, though. A lot of girls got some solo time with Nick. Now, the theme of this nighttime group date was Jasmine flying off at the oh, handle. Yeah. Okay. She has a legitimate gripe. She hasn't had a one-on-one. Sure. She hasn't gotten a group date, Rose. She, sure. to my knowledge, hasn't gotten one-on-one time during a date. Nope. Like, I don't recall them ever talking to one another. <laughs> so she's got she's got a real gripe. Now, Nick knows this, or sh- you would think that Nick knows this. So with a s- semi-small group date, logic says pick Jasmine early. Yeah, talk to her first. <laughs> talk to her. Keep her from shooting up the place. Before this goes nuclear. What an oversight. He <laughs> He picked Rachel, he talked to Raven. someone else, he talked to Raven, he talked to some... He might even called one of the girls he already sent home, <laughs> for all we know. <laughs> and finally, now my my beef with Jasmine, of course, is she does all this complaining to all the other girls, and they're, try, they're not trying to hear it, we're no. not trying to hear it. All the energy she puts into complaining about not talking to Nick, she could instead put into getting Nick's attention and talking to him. What do you think? I'm with you, Rim. Get up and steal him. You think Corinne's going to sit back and not be noticed? No, sir. And that's why no, Corinne's still sir. here. Get up and steal Nick's time. Every time Nick came back to talk to another girl, hey, Raven, can I talk to you for a second? She'd get this stank look on her face. Yeah. Stank face is the new phrase this season. <laughs> she'd get this stank look on her face and be like, oh, I can't believe you didn't pick me. And then she'd complain some more. It's almost like she didn't want him to pick her. No. She wanted to be mad about it. Finally, Nick pulls her aside. You want to talk about walking into the lion's den room? Holy cow. (laughs) Whoa. About to get his head ripped off. You knew when he picked her, it was about to pop off. You you knew that. And he sucks at confrontation, too. So he was probably that's he was probably trying to avoid her. If we're being honest, he's probably he probably was hoping he could he would he could get through the season without ever talking to Jasmine. Just not (laughs) give her a rose at the next ceremony. (laughs) Jasmine's like a hose that you got turned up to the max, and then you pinch it and hold it, and yeah. then you just fuck let that shit loose, <laughs> and it fucking sprayed your ass right in the face. My favorite part of the whole deal was, you know, after like two or three minutes of her, her going off and saying that she doesn't feel it's fair, and she doesn't think he pays attention to her, he goes, so, uh, are you saying you are okay or, or not? <laughs> talking about nick <laughs> so clear she's not okay i have some i have, I have the same note he's ba- he was kind of like reverse reverse psychology trying to get her to, to go home on her own yeah <laughs> like he's like oh like she goes off on him and then he's like oh so are you good or like do you want to go home <laughs> oh man that is the that's that's just the perfect representation of nick handling confrontation (laughs) so are you good right in the middle of her clearly about to go off the deep end asking someone if they're good is the worst possible thing to say she was like i want to cut myself and he's like is everything okay or seems like you might need to go home uh ab she made a lot of okay points yeah until she got to the the part where she said she wanted to choke him i want to choke now, you so bad joking or not 
Okay. Number one, you guys don't know each other well enough to know that she's joking. Number two, if even if he knows it's a joke, it's not a funny one. It's uncomfortable. You're on The Bachelor. There are this show is known for having some crazies on it. You can't say that. Number one. No. She took it a step further and fake choked him multiple times. Have you ever seen a total meltdown like this on this show? This like it's like so, a one minute meltdown. This was so cringeworthy. It was it was oh. extremely hard. It just made the skin on the back of your neck like. <laughs> ah, I mean, he. I got a choke counter he, he here. Was, got a choke. Oh, counter. let's go to AB's choke counter. AB's choke counter brought to you by the chicken fingers I choked on one time at Chili's in college. I just told that story today. <laughs> I had to get the Heimlich. Shout out to the guy who saved my life. AB's choke wow. counter brought to you by Chili's. We have six mentions of Jasmine choking out Nick. You understand? I want to choke you so bad. Do you want to put? Do you want me to put you in a chokey? I don't know what the fuck a chokey is. Uh, she's just a fun little, lo- just a loose chokehold. Just a fun. It's, it's a way to make choking fun again. <laughs> I don't want to go through all the time she said choke, but it was it was versions of that six times. I want to choke you so bad, and this is all to him, not including. Oh, that was my next uh, question. N- not including ones to, you know, before she started talking to him where she said she's going to punch him in the face or choke him or whatever. This was to <laughs> him. She's talking about choking him. Six times. Amazing. AB's choke counter brought to you by Chili's. The tipping point for me was when she realized that what she was doing was batshit crazy and then doubled down on the craziness by Triple. by tripling down. Okay. <laughs> on the craziness by saying, oh, it's sexual. And then he's like, I mean, he was already so not into it. And then that made it even more uncomfortable. And then she didn't pick up on his facial and facial cues and realize that he's not liking this. And then she presses a little bit too far, a little bit too far. And then she stops talking. And it's that time. You know what? You knew what time it was. Jasmine on the way out, though, when she's in the limo, she does make a solid point. I don't really think he knows what he wants to do here. I don't think it's going to work out for him flat out. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out for him. <laughs> just throw a little shade on him on your way out. She's right. She's, she's right. Dead. She's she's right. She's a total lunatic. She cried on the first episode and she fake choked the bachelor six times, like you said. But she has a point. The guy, <laughs> it's not going to work out for this guy. No, it's sure not. All right, should we go to the two-on-one date? The only two girls we haven't really touched on this episode, Danielle L. and Whitney. Were you surprised by this pairing? I was surprised that there was a two-on-one date during this episode at all. It was right after the last two-on-one date, like the next day. There's no juice to this two-on-one date. A two-on-one date is great because you get rid of one of the people you don't like, and it's kind of a head-to-head battle between the two people. But these two didn't give a shit about each other. What's the point of this, Nick? You could not have picked a more tame two-on-one date. Nick says he's had moments with each of these women where he thinks that she could be the one. Rim, show me the damn tapes of this girl talking to Nick. Nick's moment that he thought Whitney could be the one was when she walked out of the limo and looked hot. That's Nick's moments. <laughs> we shit on Nick a lot, Rim. Rightfully so. It's completely warranted. The dude's uh, swimsuit game. 
is, oh. is right on point. Perfect oh, length of it. the swimsuits, perfect prints. Even the biggest Nick haters can't deny that the man's swimsuit game is right where it needs to be. He's the king of trunks. He's the king of trunks, CB. The length is mm-hmm. money. The guy's got a great body, too. Great. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I hope I look like that when I'm his age. In seven years. The first time we see Nick and Whitney one-on-one together in the show, episode second part of episode six, the first thing he says to her is, the first thing he says to her, this fucking guy, the first thing he says to her is, I don't know if you've noticed, but you're really beautiful. He keeps doing stuff that, who are you? Is this really, is this a real person? Why would you say that to someone at any point? Like, why? (laughs) If you really think that there's a chance you could marry this girl, hopefully at this point, you've established the fact that you are physically attracted to one another. I I don't know if you've noticed, but you're really beautiful. Should not be a way you start a conversation. That's the worst possible way to tell a girl that they're beautiful. What should be a great compliment is somehow really scummy coming out that way. Well, it plays into every girl's natural uh, self-consciousness. Yep. So he, he implies, well, hey, maybe you haven't noticed this, but you are beautiful. What a joke. Maybe as, as, as the father of a daughter, I mean, don't let your daughter <laughs> talk to a guy. Like <laughs> All right. That's my worst nightmare. Is one day, Isabel coming home with a fucking guy like Nick. <laughs> fucking mm. scumbag like him. Uh, shout out to Nick for rubbing the inside of her leg with kind of slowly and creepily without consent. I imagine she, nope. Whitney didn't imply consent in that situation. <laughs> she was not into it. Poor Whitney. Just treated like a piece of meat this episode. Yeah. Really sad. Really sad. Back at the house, Rim. Back at the house. Favorite part of the Back recast. At the Back at the house. Vanessa and uh, Danielle talking about the other Danielle, who was apparently... Earned a nickname D-Lo? I don't Love know. I, I'm in. I'm going to call her D-Lo from here on out. I'm Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. But one thing that kind of comes out of it, Rim, is the girls in the house, for some reason, are haters. They don't think, like, they they kind of weren't in on Danielle. They said they don't think she's got a good relationship with him. And this is coming out of complete left field for me, isn't it? With you? That surprised me as well. It probably has to do with her age. I think Danielle L. is like 24, and Danielle M. and Vanessa, the culprits of the the soft smack talk. I'm not going to make it seem like they were ripping yeah, to shreds. Bad. But they were just, you know, as 30, 31-year-olds, they're saying, hey, you know, she's probably not ready to marry a 36-year-old man. I mean, it's a valid criticism. They said it in a little catty way, but I think it's an age thing. I don't think it was a maturity thing, though if it were, that would would be valid, too. Let's not lie. Yeah, they said they can't see him picking her. Okay. I didn't... I was kind of surprised by that, but turned out... Hmm. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. All right. Uh, The Danielle L. one-on-one time... On the beach still during the two on one date. I don't even know. I don't even remember what these two talked about while they were in their little cabana on the beach. All I know is they talked for like a minute and a half. And Nick was like, 
Hey, can you wait right here? Probably interrupted her because he's rude as shit. Hey, can you wait right here? I'm going to go send Whitney home. Is that cool with you? And she's like, oh, okay. And that was that. And then he sent, and then he sent Whitney home and went over to wait, walked over to Whitney's thing. He was like, hey. Hey, so, um, buddy. Hey. Probably, they probably cut it out, but he probably tried to convince her like she should go home under her own volition without him <laughs> having to make the decision. Uh, shout out to Whitney, though. When she gets the boot, she's like, okay, so you're really... You think Danielle L's Danielle's ready for a relationship? And Nick with the predictable, it's not really about Danielle. It's about you and I. Mm. So I wish nothing but the best for you. I'm going to go hop on this uh, in this helicopter. (laughs) You find your own way. Nick goes to the beach with two women. Okay, let me let me just break this two on one date down at a base level for you. Okay, Nick goes on a two on one date. With two women, they go. They're they're semi-clothed. They go to the beach. They become less clothed. Nick walks, goes and sits by one for a minute, goes and sits by the other for a minute, and then goes back to the other one and sends the other one home. What do you think he based his choice on? <laughs> this seemed to me like he knew. I mean, he knew coming in, he was just going to send Whitney home, and let's just turn this into a one-on-one. That's all this was. It was a, it was a one-on-one date with Danielle. Uh, I mean, it it lasted like 10 minutes of the two-on-one. It was, it was a joke. Pathetic use of a two-on-one. Yeah. I mean, do you think we'll get another two-on-one this no. season? No, absolutely not. Sad. Sad. With that said, let's go to the, the nighttime one-on-one, AB, you know? All right. He sent Whitney home, sent three girls home during the rose ceremony, sent Jasmine home. You want to count Taylor at the beginning of the episode, technically? Sent a bunch of girls home. That's six people this episode, Grim. If you count Taylor, Danielle L is safe. Obviously, Nick's infatuated with her looks, and who wouldn't be? She's she's ready to take the next step, and she's a sweetheart. She's very nice. She's nice. She's a nice she's girl. Nice. I don't think she reached another level with him after making an initial connection. I don't think they went below the surface. Really, I agree. They did not have any good conversations. It was all surface level the entire time, including this date. So on the, on that sense, I can understand why maybe he didn't feel at the same point as she was when she she indicated that she could see herself falling in love with Nick. But even so, I mean, sending her home like pump the brakes on the on the fucking Apollo hook, you know, the <laughs> Apollo theater hook over here. Nick just ripping <laughs> girls off the stage left and right. He asked her an interesting question at one point. Let's say you can't say communication and honesty as your two must-haves for a relationship describe one or two words that would show the relationship that you want that would describe the relationship she comes with love and trust bland to super bland surface level i'd say at that moment it was completely over he his (laughs) eyes i mean yeah yeah. He was dead in the inside. That's what. That's the look that he was giving. <laughs> I I am dead right now. Well, he was drunk. I mean, people forget that Nick is always drunk, and oh, when yeah. he's sobering up during dinner time, he he kind of like dozes off a little bit. But you're right. Uh, <laughs> his two. First off, she was totally taken aback by the question. He sounded like he asked that question like he was reading it off a note card that the producers gave to him, but like it wasn't yeah, yeah, written yeah. in a full sentence. It was just like so. Uh, I don't know, two or three words maybe about relationship. <laughs> Not communication, though. His two words were adventurous and raw. What the fuck, dude? Raw. What? 
two words. You get two words and you pick raw as one of them. <laughs> oh my god! And you know one one indicator that this was not going to end well was that their com they talk more about how they have great conversations mm-hmm. more often than they actually have great conversations. They're all they talk about is their past date. They never they never are talking about themselves because there's nothing there. She's not I think she's pretty basic in terms of she's a normal person. She doesn't have that Christina wow story. And Nick's not interested in just hearing about, you know, your your family and no. things about you. He's not interested in that. Your your regular life. Yeah, regular. He's not Nick's not trying to have a regular life. Period. No one on four four seasons of The Bachelor is looking for a regular life. Danielle, L., when she made her big "I'm fa- I think I'm falling in love with you" speech, it seemed empty to me, and that made me think she doesn't really feel these things. She's just saying them because this is the next. If if The Bachelor is a board game, this is the next step mm-hmm. your thimble has to take. Right. So she said, uh, I'm glad we're having these conversations. My feelings are a little stronger today. And I want you to know that I am falling in love with you. Uh, I just want you to know that. I mean, she said it like, OK, I have to say this thing now. Not like it was coming from her heart. You know what I mean? I didn't buy it. Was, it. Uh, it was empty. Yeah, yeah it was empty. Good point. What do you grade this breakup? He's the king of awful breakups. How do you think he handled this breakup? This was one of the most awkward. He didn't really say <laughs> anything after she kind of told him she loved him he didn't say anything but you knew it was about to happen it was just very awkward he didn't really have a good reason behind it either and you know the worst thing a bachelor can say to a girl that he's sending home i hope i'm not making a mistake here oh so you're not 100 percent about this decision why are you doing it in the middle of the fucking date then nick (laughs) what the fuck why don't you just give it a little bit you don't have to do this right now god this guy he's an idiot (laughs) yeah you're right why would you tell a girl no no one's got a gun to your head saying send her home why don't you just sleep on it a little bit maybe let the hangover (laughs) fucking ease off a bit ab he sent danielle l home because he had a pounding headache and didn't want to do the date anymore (laughs) that's it that's You can tell. Run the tape back. Look at his face. He's like, he's not even looking at her. He's just like, Jesus. Get the guy a Pedialyte and mouth's all dry. And he's speaking incoherently. I hope hope this isn't a huge mistake, but I'm sending you home. And then he like licks his lips. This guy kept Corinne. And Dan and but got rid of Danielle L and Whitney, both of them. This one, this was obviously the most shocking of the season, which has had a lot of he's he's let go of all the sweethearts. So we're kind of starting to figure out what's going on here. Rim, he got rid of Sarah. He got rid of uh, Brittany too early. She's a sweetheart. Way too early. Got rid of. I mean, it's a joke. And now he's got rid of this girl who I thought was for sure. Until this episode, I was. I was thinking pretty good about her. All right, so now we're left with six, A.B., total. 
Now he's like a, we agree that he's let go of some keepers early, and we agree that he let some girls who had no shot linger for too long, such as Whitney and Jasmine. I mean, can you fucking believe Jasmine was on this episode at all? I mean, that's anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we got Corinne, Daniel M, who has major plateau since the second episode when she had her one-on-one date. She hasn't done shit since. That's a lot of them, though. Vanessa's the same way, Rim. What has she done? Okay, I, I, I hear your point. I hear your point. Um, well, at least she had that moment after the bouncy castle. Listen, you come at my favorite, I'm coming at your favorite. You understand me? Daniel M is still your favorite? Yeah. I t- but I actually, when you say shit about Vanessa, like it hits me inside. Like, it's not <laughs> just conversation. I'm like, I'm ready to fight. It's still my favorite right now. Favorite to win or your personal favorite? That's a huge distinction because we think differently than this scumbag. I have no clue who's going to win at this time. Literally no clue. My two favorites, two I, that I thought would win, Danielle or Vanessa, have both haven't done shit in like four weeks now. How can I possibly pick them to win now? This is my. This is the point I'm getting at. So we have Corinne, Danielle M, Rachel, Christina, Raven, and Vanessa. Those are our six. Any one of those girls can win. I agree. Great point. They all have a 17% chance or whatever, mm-hmm. shout out to Hitty, math, chance of winning. It could be anybody. With that said, let's do power rankings before we talk about Nick's crying ass. Uh, bottom, bottom person right now. It's tough. We got, did you say, did you even say Raven? You say Raven? I said Raven. Okay. I said Raven. This is an impossible power rank. This is tough. Okay, it's impossible. This is Might very well just tough. roll a six-sided dice. Honestly. You could put anyone, any level of this power ranking, and it would be absolutely justifiable. <laughs> and I'm not, this is, this is unreal. We're setting right, up for a good a, couple of weeks here. You go first. Uh, I need some time. It's going to be really good or really bad. I'll put it that way. All right. Number six. And this is strictly how I think Nick will eliminate them. We'll put it that way. Okay. Number six. Christina. Raven. Five, okay. Dan- Danielle M. Rachel. Corinne. Vanessa. He's going to pick Vanessa. They're not going to end up together. Corinne's heart will be broken in the final two, and that's going to make for awesome television. Vanessa and Nick. Nick will pick Vanessa, probably not get on one knee, <laughs> because that's not what he's here for, and then... Vanessa will be the next Bachelorette, and our our dream of Rachel will be dashed. All right, let me get your top six. Love my theory, by the way. That's an excellent prediction. Very detailed. Uh, I love it. Love everything about that prediction. My power rankings. Six, Rachel. Come on, man. Black History Month? I don't want to do it. But when I, you know... She had a bad episode, too. She talked about going... I think she might leave on her own. I would respect the shit that? out of her if she did that. I would love if she did that. I wish all these... She talked about leaving this I episode. wish all these girls would leave on their own. I wish they would all go on strike, and no one... <laughs> I gotta put Christina number five. Raven number four. <sighs> Vanessa number three. Danielle number two. Corinne number one. As the winner. I mean, this. Why are we? Why do? Why do we continue to 
make these predictions that Nick's going to do the right thing. Why don't I'm just going all in the other way that this dumbass is going to make a terrible decision and choose the worst girl on the show. I think this is our first official power rankings as as Nick, as, how we think Nick's going to handle it. Previously, our power rankings have had a, a, a little dollop of personal taste, the Rim and AB sauce, if you will. But this is okay. If we approach it like Nick, then yeah, basically do the reverse of how well, how much you like the girls, and then that's how they'll be settled. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of this scumbag, uh, what did you, what do you make of this move? Shout out to Tony Kornheiser. He always just asks the people on his show, "What do you make of this?" It's good. It's a good way to get the conversation going. AB Nick shows up to the girls' hotel room where they're having uh, girl talk, chilling in their sweats, and Nick shows up after sending both girls home on their two-on-one. And he starts crying about how he's scared he might not find the right one here. What do you make of this? That's a great way to build some confidence in your relationships, Rim, is uh, telling girls that you're just not sure if it's going to work with any of them. And he might fall out of love with all of you at any given moment. I don't think any of you might be the one. Sorry. And I'm going to dip. <laughs> That's, anyway, that's all he said. He's like, anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> Anyways, you're talking again. It was it was such a self serving speech. Like, what was the point of doing that? All like you said, all he's doing is just scaring them. Christina said it best. She said he has six more women left, and he's still questioning if it's gonna work for him. The girls just kind of sounded fed up with the BS. Ab, how could you not be? Why do you think they were crying at the end? Were they crying because they care about Nick, or were they crying because they they finally realized that? This is the worst bachelor of all time, and now they hope he doesn't pick any of them. <laughs> Great question. I'm not even sure. All right. Well, I mean, what would you grade this? To me, this was probably the best, m most exciting episode of the season. We hate Nick officially now, but it, there was a lot of juice in this episode. A lot of shit went down. Seven fucking people. That's got to be our record, I would assume. Seven people went home. Well, you can't count Taylor because she officially was sent home last episode. But seven people, seven people Six. were on the episode that were not there at the end. I mean, it was like the damn, it was like a goddamn rapture, AB. More than half the people were for taken. This, <laughs> for this, ep, for this late in the season, it's got to be a, a record. It's got to be. I, I got a little, I got one more tidbit for you, Rim. You got a tidbit? I a need a tidbit. bachelor tidbit. I need a tidbit. It's not going to help you with this season at all. It's not going to help you with this season at all. But, you know, a little, a lot of people are wondering why Nick got picked instead of who would you, who did you think was going to be the bachelor? Luke. Prior to this. Luke Pell. Okay. You know what Luke's doing lately? Stripping. <laughs> He's got a booming country career coming. Right? Really? Yeah. www.lukepell.com. <laughs> Check it but out. But wouldn't you think being the bachelor would boost that even more it would so uh, bad bad don't, tidbit i don't think he turned down the bachelor do you think luke turned down the bachelor well okay i see what you're saying i i just find it hard to believe that the producers would choose nick over luke that's that took a minute to get through my skull to think that they would make that choice <laughs> good tidbit i guess i'll check him out not country music stinks <laughs> All right, well, on that note, uh, A.B., you scared me at the beginning of the show. I mean, are there really only going to be two episodes? I thought there was a finite, like, a exact number of episodes. Like, are we really going to have two there more is. left there or is. what? 
No, there's going to be more. There's uh, he's going to start. It's going to start being one per episode. There'll be one next week. He's got to do a fucking rose ceremony though at the start of it, doesn't he? Or is he dropped off enough mid episode that they can just skip the entire rose ceremony? I don't know. This is uh, this I is think a they backward can. season. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I think next episode is the one. Get back on the track. one episode we get with no rose with no one sent home. That could be. You yeah. know what I mean? He sent yep. two, he sent two and a half episodes worth of people home this episode. So they got to have one without anybody going home. They have to. Or they could just do one an episode, and then in two weeks they have hometowns. Next week cannot be hometowns. Like, not next. In two weeks cannot be hometowns. That's too soon. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, AB, you've calmed my fears. I'm now confident that there will be enough episodes of this season of The Bachelor left for us to build the Rosecast brand to where we need it to be. We cannot stop the momentum of the Rosecast brand, AB. We're international. I can't tell you how many Canadian fans we have. Okay? I can't tell you. <laughs> it's too many. It's too many. I can't count that high. A lot of people in Canada, shout out to our Canadian listeners. Shout out to all the other new listeners that are on the bandwagon. Shout out to our OG listeners who have been there since day one of the Rosecast and related podcasts. If you are listening on your iPhone, send the Rosecast to your friends and family. Shout out to your mother. Say hello to your mother for me and uh, everyone you work with also. Unless you work with me, then don't do that. Okay? <laughs> Ignore that last part. <laughs> and if you haven't already, rate and review the Rosecast. Five stars. Leave a nice review. We appreciate it so much. You will be rewarded in the afterlife. Maybe a lot of people forget that we were ranked in the top 26 of the category. Make the Rosecast ranked again. <laughs> Great slogan. Shout out to Kevin Kennedy, my little brother. Came up with it. Nice. Thank you for listening. See you next week. If you see Nick, tell him where Minnie B are looking for him. <laughs> are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.